Welcome to the Million Dollar Multi-Op Podcast. Here, you're going to find education, entertainment, and a little inspiration on how to get to the next level. Are you a DJ company owner that's looking for the secret sauce? Congrats, you found it. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Million Dollar Multi-Op Podcast. I'm your host, David Osborne with BlueprintLearn.com, and today we have our guest, Rich Cranston. Rich, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, David. Um, I appreciate the invite. I support your efforts, and I always love hanging with you at whatever convention we're at, so uh, thanks for having me on. Heck yeah, dude, and I, I think I was, just when we were getting ready for the podcast and we were doing some of our tech checks, I was mentioning that I think I, 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 think I sat down with you and John and Torin for maybe <laughs> six minutes uh, yeah. at the DJ Collective when I rolled in and rolled out just a few weeks ago, so uh, always a pleasure to chat with you again. I, I met you last year at MEX. Yes. You spin on stage, which is really cool. And for listeners that are not familiar with Rich, he is the owner of Encore Events in Rochester, which sounds like a really cold place to live, especially for me who lives in Georgia. Um, and I was digging and I found that they had the Real DJ Show podcast uh, back, with, I guess it was what, 2022? Yeah, it was 2022, and um, we had you on as a guest right after MEX, and uh, uh, it was it was fun until the world opened up again, and we started getting busy. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. Um, yeah. So yeah, welcome to the podcast, and we've got Thank a lot you. to chat about today. We want to provide a lot of value for our listeners, and one thing that I know about you, Rich, is that before being a full-time entrepreneur and a full-time business owner, you were a police officer. And That's correct. something that was tinkering around and floating around in my brain, being a systems guy and a lover of systems and building things, I think, you know, like when I think about how a police academy works or how a police department works, there's a lot of structure that's put into place because it's government run. So I, I have to believe there's some influence from your day job to what you're doing now. So how, how has that influenced Encore and just your journey? And I'll stop there. Daily. Uh, and this, it's a great question. And I'm, I'm totally happy to talk about my experience in law enforcement. I loved it, uh, but it served its time and place. <clears throat> and I moved on to bigger and better things. So the police department as a whole is a para, paramilitaristic organization. We rely on systems. We rely on a hierarchy, a chain of command. Um, it's, it's the military light. So, um, you know, there's the chief or the owner of the company. And then it trickles down and every different person or division or rank has their own responsibility. And we all depend on each other to to do those tasks. So to answer your question, as far as um, how do I apply my police experience into business private sector life is systems. I mean, everything in life has to have a system. The police department is a business. The customers are the people, the citizens that call. Uh, the employees are the officers. You get the point. Um, so everything runs as a business. But in order to achieve a goal or to just operate in business, I have to rely on uh, the tasks at hand. So if there's an organizational chart or there's a project list, um, Encore has seven different full-time employees. And I wanted to stress that these are W-2 employees. We don't use subcontractors. So in order to do 550 events and run seven figures of revenue, um, I have to rely on my seven full-time staff members to execute what needs to be done 
So I'm not doing everything and I own the company, but I also have a general manager. I have a production manager. I have uh, the accounting department, so on and so forth. I have to rely on these people to do that. So I rely on systems. I rely on checks and balances, the hierarchy and the chain of command is super important uh, because I can't be involved in everything and I have to depend on my team in order to get the jobs done. Do you think because you are part of a system that operated, you find it any easier to let go of control and allow people to take to do their role because you have, of your experience? So actually, the transition and just a quick 15 second background. I started yeah. as a DJ in college and I wanted to be a radio DJ, but I also took a police exam. So the cart came before the horse. Right. Um, I, I ended up getting hired as a police officer and I ran Encore as a side hustle while in the police academy. So it was building up as I was working as a cop. So that's, that's how it happened. Um, but to answer your question, it was very difficult to make the transition because if you're a cop, if you're working as a police officer, you're kind of hard nosed to things and you can't yeah. treat the employees uh, like you would treat members of a paramilitaristic organization. It just doesn't, they don't respond well. Right. <laughs> so I really had to soften my edges, soften my approach. Um, I obviously can't treat my clients like the same manner that I would treat someone who drove 75 and a 40. I want to give a shout out to John Roach, my general manager, who is, is ill today. We're supposed to be here. We compliment each other because he is the loofah sponge and I'm the Brillo pad. So we really compliment our leadership tile styles um, to. <laughs> I love that to put a good front on. He's the loofah sponge. Let's go. <laughs> oh man, I wonder. I wonder which one I would fall under. I don't even know. I got to. That's you should my call horror. him the loofah sponge next time you see him in Vegas. I'm going to call him John the loofah sponge. Roach. The loofah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you said something really important in there, <clears throat> and delegation is a huge deal when you're running a multi-op, especially when you're trying to get to that seven-figure mark because you have to rely on people to do things and they have to operate systems, right? So great businesses, healthy businesses have great systems that great people operate. The end, game over, case closed. So question for you, when you build a system, are you personally doing it? Are you training other people how to build systems? Uh, talk us through your process of how, how Rich builds systems. Okay, well, we, we do a lot of things as a committee. Uh, at Encore events. There's a lot of idea sharing because I've hired a lot of talents and it's a waste if you can't use their skills. So I do solicit a lot of input in the talent that we have at Encore. Either myself or John, depending on what it is, will be the ultimate deciding factor. So it, it's, it's an ongoing thing. We revisit it often. Um, and it's, 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 it's important to rely on this talent that you have so you can enforce and utilize these systems or projects or whatever we're involved with uh, proficiently. Killer answer because uh, collaborative. I know it's very important that you know if you go to the if you go to the website, if you go to RochesterDJ.com, you're going to start finding out fast that talent is a huge deal to these guys and trusting your talent, hiring great people that you trust from the get go saves you a lot of worry. And then uh, that collaborative spirit is how you're going to get a lot of buy-in on that. Do you have a place either on paper in a binder? I know some people uh, that will print out every system and put them in a binder. 
or are you guys putting things on uh, in a central spot? Is it kind of touch and go? Is it some stuff is in the head? Some stuff is just understood. Where, where do you guys, how, how does it flow for y'all? So we utilize Google Drive a lot for that. Um, so we all have access to different things, especially when it comes to SOPs or collaborative sharing. Um, I'll call a spade a spade. I do rely on paper and highlighter when I do the scheduling. So if I'm scheduling 500 weddings, um, I do have a, uh, you know, 16 different paper calendars for, for the year. And I map that out. I'm a visual person, so I can't, I'm also need very portable. So I need to bring, be able to bring things with me, whether I'm on a, a flight um, or whatever. I, I think that's interesting too, because I, I don't know how old you are, but I, I'm assuming we're similar. I definitely lived uh, adolescence through the 90s where I had an analog upbringing. Let's put it that way. And yep. I find myself still reaching for a pen and paper a lot, even though I'm a digital junkie. And yeah, just an just a experience share for what we do is if it's an equipment-based system, if it's like how to put together a thing, how to do a service, we have training videos that are made in-house. And then we have cheat sheets. So it's just stills from the videos with explainers put into a binder that's mm -hmm. with the gear that's being used. Uh, yeah. A lot of people will talk about you know, QR codes. I was talking to someone on the phone earlier today about, it was Jason Henniger. We were talking this morning about okay. QR codes for systems. And I was like, we live in a place where half of the time there's no internet at an event. So uh, we can't rely on that. But it would be really cool if we could because, you know, Sounds efficient. Yeah. And especially when you're in buildings with not good signals and whatnot, or if you're out in, you know, rural, wherever country field, um, I agree with you. Uh, but we actually, I'll add in, we use our CM to CRM to its highest potential. We utilize that a lot. But when we're prepping bays, all the different bays for the events, there is a clipboard with a paper sheet. So the staff can start checking things off um, and it works for us. I like that. Do you have a dedicated warehouse team? We do. We do. So we have a, uh, I have a production manager. His name is Andre. Uh, and I had a number two uh, for Andre this past season. We're switching things up. We're kind of changing the approach for next year. Um, so basically what I did is I scheduled for, I scheduled Andre less events to be a headliner DJ and, and actually just to be more uh, in the office in the warehouse. Uh, so we're going to try that for 2024. Um, but 500 events, a lot of different speakers and, and, and cables and whatnot. Uh, we have to have a dedicated team to make sure everything's prepped and ready to go for our, 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 our headliners and our support staff. Because um, if you think about it, and, and I'll close with this, we really have two clients. My client, number one, is you know the people that, that book us for events. But number two, I have to be able to be a servant leader for the employees. The employees are our number one asset. Uh, if they're not happy, there's no way they're going to serve the clients. So I need to make sure in the bulk of the staff, as I mentioned, are part-time. They have other jobs, accounting, computers. I want them to focus on their life, their family. And when they come work for Encore, it's like a mini vacation and it's an escape. I don't need, they don't need another headache in their life. Rich, you hit the level up. Yes. Wow, sweet. I know it's coming at some jacked. point. Let's go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you got it. You got it. I think because you just hit on some great stuff, man. You got to take care of your people so they can take care of uh, your, you know, your clients. But it's, uh, it's so vitally important. And you just also gave me a great segue talking sweet. about talent. 
and talking yeah. about taking care of your team yeah. and you know having their that part-time staff that you want to make sure that they work as much as they're comfortable and that they love continue to love what they're doing year after year after year um how how are we doing that how are we making sure we're feeding our team at encore the right number of leads and the right number of jobs so that they are able to focus on their their families and their life and whatever they're doing so that when they come to you they're recharged and ready to go we thankfully don't have a challenge in booking events. Matter of fact, we turn away. Never want to take that for granted. Uh, but for us, we've developed a home for talent, insanely creative talent to come and land. We boast the fact that our headliner DJs, whether they're full-time or part-time, they have set up crews. So a separate crew comes in, sets up the gear, strikes the gear. If something breaks down or something's forgotten in the warehouse, the headliner does not have to worry about that stress. I wanna take that stress away from a headliner so they can stay by the pool for an extra hour, hour and a half with their family, then go slam an event. So number one, the ability for us to be able to offer the walk in and walk out like a Vici is huge. Not only do we have no problems trying to go and get talent, people are coming to us because they want that. As we age and get families, our importance shifts. And we're finding that the ability to stay around the house for a couple more hours or not have that hour and a half tear down and drive home, that's really enticing to people that are getting away from that. Or these small ops, there's these single business owners where I don't want to have to deal with cashing deposits and chasing people for contracts and whatnot. So the, the process is really working. The talent is coming in where we don't have high turnover. Thankfully, I'm very big proponent on if you pay people what you would want to get paid, what you can afford, you treat them like decent human beings and you just make it a culture where they enjoy being here. They're that they're going to want to stay and work for you. Um, so that's, that's how we round out our roster of talent. And I'm super, super pumped to have a wide variety of men and women across many different cultures, um, just to, to be able to offer our clients the ability to select who they want to work with. Rich, you could see me. And if you're watching on YouTube, you probably saw me smiling when he was talking about laying by the pool. <laughs> Because I'm about to, uh, I think I might be moving to Rochester. I think Rich might need another DJ on his roster. That sounds pretty sweet. Uh, I'd be, I'd be super, super pumped to have you, David. You know that. How I'm many a big uh, fan you're setting, Max? Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, I think how many, how many folks are on a setup crew? Does it just depend on the what's going yeah, on? Yeah, it depends. So at least two. Um, it, you know, that, that crew may go to three different venues. It depends on when they're setting up. We have, just to give perspective, we have, um, we dabble into flower walls. Uh, we're not a flower wall provider, uh, but there might be a flower wall. There might be a, you know, larger setup, up lighting, sparklers. Um, photo booths are set up by a different division. So it's not necessarily the responsibility of this crew. Uh, but that uh, that's pretty much what the, what the, what the support staff is responsible for. I, I'm just taking a stab in the dark here, but I imagine, because I've seen you know, your social media and I've seen the way that you, you love on your family, I'm sure that that sort of thing's a priority for you, that you want to be able to spend more time with your family. So you want to be able to give that to your people as well. There's no way 
zero way that I could do what I do um, if I didn't have my team, period. Period. End of story. Um, it's there, there is no I and on for. I, I may have started it. I may be the visionary initially. Um, I may be the constant hustler. Um, no one's going to outwork me. But Encore is comprised by the talent, and I, I depend on them every day. That's Jeez, another that's one. Like, that's Gosh. like a cork opening. That means it's champagne time. Sweet. Right? Champagne Cheers. time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's kind of round out our conversation here talking about your talent and how you promote them. There's two things I know about that I would love you to touch on to whatever level you'd like to. But I know one is the Encore VIP event, which uh, looks amazing. And the second would be your virtual open house. Just these are things that you're showcasing talent to, and I'm sure it's driving leads. So talk to me about, talk to us. Educate okay. me, educate everyone that's listening. We want to strive to be different. So instead of driving someone to a website to see pictures or pre-recorded videos or whatever, I wanted to give the potential clients the opportunity to audition us. So what we created was an open house where people would come in person to listen to DJs live. And they had the opportunity to say, hey, listen, can you mix Dua Lipa into Bee Gees? Go do it. All right. That's awesome. Can you talk on the microphone? Sweet. All right. I'm going to hire you. David, I want to work with you. That was great until a snowstorm or I got on the work late or the, the dog urinated on the carpet. So we didn't get a lot of numbers. Then enter the pandemic. We created a platform where we transformed this virtual open house to online. And the business went ridiculous. Instead of getting five or seven couples, we'd get 20 to 30 in an open house on a Wednesday night between seven and nine. You have to create a difference in an experience where you stand out. If they're looking at five different DJs, how are you going to stand out, right? Because to them, it's all the same. So what we do is we showcase our talent, about seven or eight headliners on a given night for two hours. We do inspiration. So if we want to push a different product, we want to educate them, not sell them on sparklers or uplighting. We have a creative space to do that. And oh, by the way, if we want to answer specific questions, I have the roster over here of who's in the audience. If I want to talk specifically about a certain venue, why this one venue needs three audio setups, why we need to do this at this venue, now you set separate yourself from the herd of DJs that they're interviewing and you sound like the expert. So our closing rate, if we can get them onto this virtual open house, they jump to 87%. 8.7 people out of 10 that show up in that open house are likely to book. That is tremendous. So that we do this twice a month. And anyone who wants to join in the open house, listen, we're not hiding anything. The registration's on our website, rochesterdj.com. Click open house. We'd love to have you as our guest. 87% is sensational. I, I would like to know personally, if the people that are getting invited to the virtual open house, is it, uh, and I'm going to use a term like a funnel, right? You know, like a lead funnel. Are these folks that are already in your funnel, meaning that they've already contacted you and they're a potential lead, like they're in your CRM? Or can anyone just, are you finding that people are just clicking on it on the website also and they're not in your system? No, they're, they're from the funnel. 
And okay. I'd like to add, because uh, if you've been to any of our seminars at any convention, if we were talking about Moneyball and we're talking about wedding expos, uh, we can also use the expo on the Sunday to drive Pete to drive them to the open house strategically placed that following week. So again, this is all about differentiation, huge promotion at the wedding expo, and you're going to drive them to the open house that upcoming week. Uh, but most of them are coming from that funnel. I always tell people, if you can't get on stage, build your own stage. So yeah. I found a way to build your own stage. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> Last, let's talk about the VIP event, which is one of the first things that I ever heard about from you that got me excited to even invite you on the podcast because I think it's a crazy great idea. Thank you. So uh, we've been doing this for going on 11 years. Again, it's all about the experience. Um, I, I took the wedding expo concept and really try to make it a party for vendors. And it evolved into why can't we utilize this as a sales machine? So again, think pre-pandemic, it was really no way for clients to see what we do, experience. This is all about the experience. So we created parties. We have multiple different people in the audience. Number one, past clients. What past client will not want to come back and revisit and relive the experience that they had at the reception. And of course, oh yeah, by the way, bring friends. Number two, we are going to invite vendors. We strategically put this in, in our season. The beginning is, is pretty much in May. So we'll put this kickoff party, this VIP event in April. And then if we, back in the day, we were holding two of these a year before we got super, super busy. We'll put it at the end of the year. So, I mean, what wedding vendor in October does not want to look forward to a party to get rid of the past year in November. So we have vendors and these are vendors that refer us. So this subliminally, this reinforces the fact, yes, you should refer Encore because, oh my God, this is amazing, right? And we'll also invite vendors who we may not be partnering with regularly. So if you're on the fence or hi, nice to meet you, we're going to bring you in and show you what the experience is, listening to our talent and working with the company. Lastly, we're inviting prospective clients. So all of those clients who we either are an archived lead, an active lead, or completed initial consultation, or a pending initial consultation, we're inviting those several hundred people there, and they are going to come and experience everything we have. So we have all these people in the same room with us offering every single enhancement that we have to offer. And you can run promotions if you want to. We're creating a platform for all of the headliners to perform. And what happens is the headliners are now in competition with one another. So David, it's almost like a larger DJ takeover. Uh, we start getting in competition with each other, who's gonna outdo one another and just enjoying each other's music. So we're building camaraderie with our team, psyching them up, right? And then we have this large group of people in the audience who talk to one another. So they're at the bar and, oh, nice to meet you. How are you? I love your dress. Um, why are you here? I just had Rich do my wedding. Oh my gosh, these guys are amazing. Really? We just met with John last week and they start asking questions and they do the selling for us. 
we have uh, footage of all of our socials. Check it out. And even if you want to come and visit, we'd love to uh, talk with you about that as well. Uh-oh. You know your VIP status if you get two of those. Let's go. <laughs> come on now. Um, Let's go. Let's go. That is like such a smart idea. I, I, I remember saying this on sales calls back in the day. I remember saying things like, oh, it's so hard to pick your entertainment because you can't really audition your entertainment. You know, I think years ago, people be like, oh, can I, can I, can I come visit a wedding? And you're like, no, you're crazy. You can't come to a wedding. You know, so yeah. it's like, well, you can go to, you can go, uh, you can look at the photographer's photos. You can look at the videographer's videos. You can tour a venue. You can taste the cake. You can taste the caterer's food, but you can't experience the entertainment. And the best you could do other than what you're talking about is like a demo CD from a band or you know a mixed cloud or a sample mix and that's the closest you can get but you you're talking about scrubbing the ground in Rochester on a Thursday night or something or a Wednesday and and people are booking you on the spot I'm sure yeah and it's it's another it's another journey, stop along in the the planning journey or the the buying journey if you will the evaluation process for them to uh for them to hit and we, we use the initial consultation. So we don't send out packages. Everything we do is custom. We could do another broadcast on this. But for us, we want to see if the client is our client. I just did a reel on my page about your dream and nightmare client. We want to make sure that we're booking dream clients. And there you are evaluating us because not for nothing, the headline, the DJ, you have to have a great personality. And these personalities match with the client and the DJ. Uh, so we use the initial call. We give them a custom quote and we invite them to the virtual open house. Um, it's a great process that that is working for us right now. I think it's it's all winning ideas. You guys, this has been gold nugget after gold nugget after gold nugget. That's why we uh, call this thing the million dollar multi-op because this is, these are, this is information that should help you on your journey if you're if you're a hundred thousand dollar company and you want to get to one seventy five, you can use this information. If you're five hundred thousand, you want to seven hundred fifty thousand, you can use this information. Like this can help you grow, people. So hopefully you are going to put some time in. Um, a lot of people I know that listen are, you know, maybe driving. So make sure to pause. Make sure to get somewhere safe. Write down some ideas. Uh, Rich, it's been a just a dynamite time with you today. Thank you so much for being Thanks, on the podcast. Brother. Tell everyone how they can find you. So. Um... You can find me on Instagram. It's at Rich Cranston DJ. Uh, my company Encore Events is at Encore Events. Um, you know, I love to connect with you on socials, and there's a lot of information that I put out that's free. I'm not selling a book. I'm not trying to get you to buy my crates. No shade for the DJs that do that. It's just I, I love sharing information, and uh, I love this industry. Let's all make it better and uh, make more money and shake some more tails. Come on, let's go, Rich. Uh, I'm going to end every podcast by telling you guys we have free resources at blueprintlearn.com slash resources. Go give this podcast. How could you not give this podcast this episode a five-star review that helps more people just like you find it in the algorithm, Spotify rewards, five stars. So get out there, help us out. And guys, we'll see you on the next podcast.